Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we want to take some time to talk about the meaning that each of us here on the podcast has found in nurturing our interspiritual friendships. And so just to start with a few definitions, many may well be familiar with this term interfaith since it's been around since about 1893. It was first coined at the Parliament of World Religions in Chicago. And so a lot of people would define that as the practice of sitting in dialogue with and having respect for people who come from faith traditions other than their own. So many of us have probably heard of or even possibly even attended something like an interfaith dialogue or an interfaith service. When we talk about being interspiritual, however, this is a bit newer of a term. It was first coined in 1999, actually, by this Roman Catholic lay monk named Brother Wayne Teasdale. And so with interspirituality, we move a bit deeper into this notion of mutuality and respect for people who come from faith traditions that are not our own by way of sharing in our spiritual practices together. And you may well think of it in terms of sharing an experience of the divine or coming into an experience where someone invites you to actually do their spiritual practice with them, and you would go ahead and say yes to that. We'd have a shared experience together. So there's all kinds of great things about having inter-spiritual friendships, which is why we wanted to take some time to talk about it today. As we're beginning, perhaps it's helpful to start there with the what's and the why's. Why have we found meaning in these friendships? What has been so meaningful about them? Thank you for those helpful definitions in the context, Christina. And I find myself landing on the word friendships. And I think that that's a newer piece for me where I've certainly studied and engaged with different learning about different spiritualities and religions, and have maybe attended the, the Jewish Seder back in the day with somebody or whatnot. But this idea of really cultivating friendships with people from different spirituality experiences for me is something probably newer, moving past that respect that you name into actual engagement. And I've recently just come across some just wonderful people that are part of a different spirituality than myself. And years ago, I was quite judgy and I think very minimal in how I view these particular people and was off put by some of the ways that they approached their faith. But as I'm getting to know these people in a friendship context, the beginning of our relationship was coming together for the spiritual purpose to share something. It was actually more of a friendship. And then through that discovering, oh, this is your spirituality and this is your faith. And then through that thinking, wow, like I actually do have such a deeper respect for that and a curiosity around that and an appreciation and a recognition that, boy, I was so narrow-minded back in the day when I ran across this particular religious expression and how expansive it is now. And so I think for me, that piece of friendship has really just opened up so much richness in me and maybe not starting in a spiritual context, but actually from that friendship context and seeing what opens up. Yeah, I really appreciate the definition as well. And Christine Roberts, I appreciate you sharing a bit of your journey. And I think maybe that might be many people's journey. I think, you know, Christina Kaiser, you spent quite a bit of time in Boston and you can't look 
in a different direction without finding a different culture or maybe finding a person that goes to some sort of spiritual place that is different than a church. I grew up in West Texas and you just look around and it's people that mirror you. And then you enter into religious life or you enter into seminary or I know I also received missionary training as a young person. And what you're learning is how superior the, your faith is compared to other people's faith. And then I think then you rub up against, oh, you meet somebody from a different faith that exceeds the limitations that you've put on them, whether it's they're super nice, they're generous, whatever it is. And I think for me, I love this interspiritual and like to specifically entering practices with each other. And for me, I think the most amazing practice that I've entered in with that has helped me to get to know people in a spiritual way. Maybe I'm thinking of it because I'm in a Benedictine formation circle where hospitality is one of the major tenets of Benedictine life. And so for me, entering into a meal with someone, the shared experience of eating together has been one of the most beneficial practices where I get to know people and I really believe hospitality, eating a meal together to be a spiritual practice. So that's something that comes up for me. I think both of these points are so relevant to the conversation because friendship really pulls us to think about connection, relationship. We often say this, it's all about connection. We are hardwired for connection. We don't like to feel alone. And so we have all these questions in our world, but a lot of our connection tends to move towards tribes, belonging, knowing what my identity and my label is, finding my people, and then hunkering in. And so then we get that other side of it where, ooh, do I, is it okay even if I interact with these other people or not? And so friendship sometimes helps us to let go of some of those other things that happen naturally. And that's social sciences too. We know that when people look at another person, we make snap decisions about whether or not they are like us or not, whether or not they are safe or not. And so developing more friendships, so helpful. So I agree. I In Boston is probably how it all started. I started to become connected with lots of people, share lots of food with people. Now I live in a more homogenous culture. I chase people down in this city. Like I find them and I ask them to eat with me <laughs> because food is everything. But even in other ways, I seek out, I have a monthly interspiritual friends meeting. Like we literally call it interspiritual friends. And it has helped me continue to learn what it looks like to be in a non-homogenous group, right? A group where the expectation is variety. The expectation is that we're not all from the same. But I will say, especially in America, it's easy to assume everyone just has the same experience and belief system. And so even in that group, it's someone has to say, oh, I don't actually celebrate that thing. That thing that you two or three people are sharing in. I didn't have that experience. And then that helps us to widen out and talk more about what is everybody's experience instead of just assuming one experience. And maybe building off of that, I find it interesting as I'm meeting with different interspiritual friends. So for example, I was recently in a conversation and we were talking about 
people who grew up in our particular faith tradition who are now not currently in a faith space. And both of us coming from our own unique context and really wondering what does it mean to companion people that have had hardships or hard things that they've had to process through in their faith traditions. And we're coming from very different faith traditions and still having that same experience. And so being able to find that common ground of, wow, that's something that we care deeply about people's spiritual well-being because it affects so much of life. And even though you're coming from this context and I'm coming from that context, what are we learning in our different contexts? And I find that brings such a rich conversation because it's validating. It's like, oh, some of your experiences have nothing to do with the particular baggage or triggers that maybe often people from my faith tradition have. And yet, again, that common human experience that we all have of just having to process through some of those things. And so I have found that having common experiences, but with diverse language around that has been really helpful for me. Yeah. I appreciate you naming what's been helpful for you. And I think as we want to promote this notion of inter-spiritual dialogue, I think something that's been super impacting on my life was hearing about St. Francis in the 12th century going out with the army at the time that was going to fight a battle with a group of Muslims. And the story goes that St. Francis snuck out of the camp and he went and he talked to the mom and they they invited him into the tent and they talked about how do we find common ground and so i think the motivation behind that was to prevent this battle from happening right prevent the shed blood of each other's camp and they had this dialogue saint francis came back and they said we're not going to fight we're not going to have the war and i think seeing other spiritual leaders be in conversations where you find mutuality is something that that we can look to to be inspiring how do we have conversations how do we find common ground what are some things that we can do to our shared humanity our shared experiences rather than continuing to set up barriers and dividing walls, I think is something that comes to my mind. That's fabulous. I don't know if I've even heard that story about St. Francis. It does remind me of the stuff I've read around the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama is alive. You could technically meet him, only I haven't. But I've read his books and stuff. And yeah, like love and compassion comes up quite a bit. And if you attend a parliament of world religions, if you attend one of their gatherings, a huge focus is what is the common ground? And so right now there's a lot around eco-spirituality, love, compassion, because that's what's going on in our world today. But there's these common things. I think what you pointed out there about St. Francis going to this woman in the tent, that's perfect. It's such a really tangible example of what it means to look for that common ground, work together, avoid bloodshed. And our world needs that, right? We need so much of that. I think also going back to your comment before about all oh, these shared practices, every now and again, I find that somebody's tradition really enhances my own in ways that I wasn't quite getting before. I have really loved the concept of flowing like water, from the Tao tradition. And there is there are references to water in my own faith tradition, but 
every now and again, I just think, yeah, I'm going to imagine that I am a flowing river and that I can flow around an obstacle or I can take the shape of my container and be still in this for a minute. That really helps me, even as that was not my original faith tradition. Yeah, I've experienced that a lot, whereas I'm listening to somebody else in their faith tradition. It's wow, all of a sudden these verses from the Bible pop out to me in these fresh ways that have always existed there, but somehow I missed it or glossed over it, or it was a minor story or a minor piece of that scripture. And somehow hearing their faith tradition is, oh my goodness, it's so rich and it's so there and it enhances what I'm experiencing. So I do appreciate that, Christina. I think sometimes too, on the opposite end, it can feel like, okay, I don't want to be offensive or maybe we're curious and not quite sure how to ask questions around that. And so I think even phrases in my faith tradition, we would say X, I'm not sure how you would say it in your faith tradition and just approaching it with a curiosity around, I'm curious if this comes up in your faith tradition or how do you approach X, Y, or Z. And I think sometimes having that sort of language, again, has really opened up where I don't assume to know, because again, I think we have assumptions about another person's faith, tradition, religion, spirituality. And rather than doing that of saying, tell me about this, or I've heard this, is this true about your faith tradition? And I had actually one of my friends recently, and it was a hard part. I'm like, I did run across somebody that came from your faith tradition and they said this and they're like, yeah, actually that is in our faith tradition. And I also struggle with that. And here's another little piece of that. Maybe that person didn't tell you. And so I was able to expand off of that, maybe the negative or discomfortable experience that the other person had. So again, I think having that sort of language feels helpful in these friendship circles. Yeah. I really appreciate that because it reminds me of with our own, my own faith tradition, like there are people that have held the highlighter of what to emphasize or what's important or what to hold up. And I think we're going through a time of transition of what justice might not have been something that was relevant in the early 1900s, as relevant as it is now. And so whenever you look at text, people have held a highlighter to what they deem to be the most important. And I think that's one thing that I experience with interfaith dialogue is Like you're just getting to hear a chance to hear what is highlighted in a different faith traditions that actually do draw you back to your own faith tradition. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that aspect as well. It probably is worth mentioning. And I get this question a lot from people. Sometimes they'll say, aren't you afraid that if you engage with these other faith traditions that you'll walk away from your own? And a lot of what we're saying right now is what reminds me of that because there's something there that made us feel uncomfortable in our faith tradition. How do we wrestle with it? But I think, Christina, what you're saying is so helpful because we relate in another way. We all have questions about our faith tradition. We have things that we love about it and we have stuff that feels maybe not culturally relevant anymore in our faith traditions. We're all collectively wrestling with that and looking for what like Mirabai Star calls the nectar, right? What is the good that we can really build on here and move forward with? And so it's funny when I first started engaging in interspiritual relationships, I think I did have that same question. Will this take me away from my own faith tradition? And then actually like the wisdom tends to be like, wherever your roots are, like those are your roots and you are most familiar with that. And so really going deep into that is going to be helpful for you. And quite honestly, I didn't even understand that advice at the very beginning of it all. And then over time I realized, oh, 
It's true. I always speak from my own faith tradition because that is what I know. So this phrase that you're highlighting in my faith tradition, we would say X. So helpful because it acknowledges you have a faith tradition. You might say it differently. I have a faith tradition and it's not that hard to do, right? It's so easy. And then it, and honestly, I have to say, even within your own faith tradition, do we even all believe exactly the same? Couldn't you still use these words when you are engaging in any conversation? The way I have understood it is X. Yeah. And I think even boiling it down to, we have different types of friendships. I may have a friend that I walk with or a friend that you play pickleball with or a friend that, you know, whatever cook with. And my spiritual friendships, I have a lot of spiritual friendships, thankfully over the years. And maybe we even started out in the same place spiritually when we formed our friendship, our spiritual friendship. And over the years, we've landed at different spots, but I still can come to them for a sense of spiritual connection and feeling like I have these spiritual questions that I'm wrestling with, or I'm in a spot right now where I just, I need some prayer or somebody that that gets that there's something beyond just what we see with our eyes. And I can have those spiritual engagements with people, whether or not we still think the same thing that we did 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or whenever it was that we first met each other as well as new people. And so I think even just the idea of a spiritual friendship to begin with, and then the interspiritual just adds to that. But I think the essence of, yeah, there's people for whom it's important to be able to share spiritual conversations. And you're not going to get that at a lot of places. You go to the bowling alley or the school function or the PTO, you're probably not going to be talking about these deep spiritual things. And so having people that you can go to for these spiritual conversations, regardless of what angle of spirituality just feels really important to me. I agree. And I'm so thankful that we're even getting a chance to talk about it because I think as all of us were naming at the beginning, there was a time where really you hunkered down into your own community, whatever your labels and identity were. And so I think this has been such a beautiful thing in my own life and seeing intuitively that I believe in relationship and connection and being inclusive to as many people as possible. And so I've, I have just found it so enriching to be able to have language for something that felt right in my spirit, but didn't always necessarily know how to express it. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. And now is the time in our podcast where we take a moment to talk about what we are into. What are we into today? I am into the connection between massage and contemplative retreats. And several years ago, I visited a retreat center and there were some sisters who were licensed massage therapists and they offered massage therapy as part of the retreat experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because you're spending so much time and reflection and processing in that. And then to have kind of that physical aspect felt wonderful. And so since then I have either brought massage therapists to retreats I facilitated, or I just found a new one. That's about an hour and a half from here. It's a new retreat center and they do have some massage therapists. So I'm going there in a couple of weeks with a spiritual friend of mine who also enjoys retreat settings. And I don't know, I'm just excited about discovering new massage slash retreat centers. Very nice. I am into the guitar grimoire. I have recently been playing around with some modes and scales. And for those that aren't guitar players, this is like the go-to book for learning scales and modes. It is such a helpful book. 
And so I've just, I've had it for almost 20 years and it's just such a wealth of knowledge and information. So I've really enjoyed going back to the guitar grimoire. Woohoo. And way to be able to go back to it, even though it's been around for 20 years in your life. I am into reading glasses. <laughs> so I started realizing probably well over a year ago that the smallest print on bottles was really difficult. Or every now and again, if I looked far and looked close, there was this difficulty to get the eyes to adjust or if it's just a little too dark. And then it turned out our daughter was having trouble seeing her music. And it came out, we were in a handbell choir and the lady said, that's an F. And she said, it is. And so we were at the drugstore the other day and I was like, reading glasses. And so we had this whole thing. And apparently because we look similar, we both liked the same glasses. So apparently like the same glasses work for people that look similar. So we chose the same. We both have sparkly cases now. No longer will I be begging my husband to let me borrow his glasses for just a minute. All is well, even as I am aging. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll look forward to being with you again soon. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week. Mm -hmm.